At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Getting you ready for the day in sports betting. This is Point Spread Saturday on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome into Point Spread Saturday here on VEASAN, the sports betting network. NBA playoffs in full swing with teams on the brink of elimination. Of course, Major League Baseball ready and raring to go. Draft just one week away, less than one week away. We'll break it all down here on Point Spread Saturday. I'm Mark Zinno. Thank you so much for joining me here on this edition of Point Spread Saturday. We've got a lot to do and a lot to get to. And let's start with a recap of last night's action on the hardwood in the association because it was some exciting games going down the stretch that ultimately uh, kept some teams alive and, and pushed them forward, particularly the Atlanta Hawks, who get a much-needed win against a staunch Miami defense as they win 111-110 on a uh, last-second shot, last-second floater by Trey Young as the Hawks fought back from 18 points down uh, in that game in the third quarter and ended up uh, coming all the way back to win to save their season because 3-0 is a death knoll uh, for every team in the NBA playoffs. And you give a lot of credit to the Atlanta Hawks as they really gritted out a win against a very, very tough defensive team. And this is a Miami Heat defense that has been stifling over the course of the first two games, and that really has shut down uh, one of the best offenses in the league, at least one of the highest-scoring offenses in the league, and one of the best three-point shooting teams in the league in Trey Young and the Atlanta Hawks. And, you know, as this series continues to go forward, you know, after watching the first two games, I really thought the Hawks were headed towards a gentleman's sweep at best. Uh, if not, I thought Miami might be able to go out and, and sweep this series. But what I saw from the Hawks last night was a lot of guts and a lot of gumption uh, and a team that wasn't ready to go home. Now, the Hawks have clearly been better on their home court all season long, uh, much better than they have been on the road. And they'll need that again in game four if they want to not up this series. But still, the problem for the Atlanta Hawks is more than anything uh, is that Miami's defense just does not let up. The Hawks can't live in that 108, 110 range, 111 range that they were in last night. I mean, that's really a dangerous zone for them to live in. They need to be in the high 1-teens and closer to the 120s uh, if they want to 
win basketball games at a regular rate. And Miami's undoing last night was the three-point shooting. They shot just 31% from the field, or 31% rather from three in that game. They are the best three-point shooting team in the league. So as the Hawks erase an 18-point deficit, get a huge win, and get themselves back in this series. Now, they'll play game four on Sunday, where Miami once again has been installed uh, as a a one-and-a-half-point favorite. It's been short numbers here on the road, not only for um, the the Heat being the higher-seeded team, but for many of the higher-seeded teams facing these one-and-a-half, two-point, max two-and-a-half-point spreads uh, over the course of the first transition from home to road. Uh, So it's been interesting to see how some of these games have played out. You know, we'll get to Philadelphia and Toronto in a minute, but – it was the same thing. Toronto dominated the first, I'm sorry, Philadelphia rather dominated the first two games at home. And then Toronto goes on the road and faces this short number at two points and ends up winning uh, a much closer game. So, uh, and oh, by the way, these totals continue to go under that, that the Hawks total goes under again uh, for the third straight game. And, and it, most of these totals are going under because the totals were set off the regular season numbers and where they should have been. So a team like the Hawks was seeing totals, you know, uh, closer to 235 because that's where they've been all year long. Uh, and last night they stay under the 221 and a half by ooh, just a wee bit, just a wee bit, a half point. If that, depending on what you got your number at, but 221 and a half is where I saw it closed, and they finish at 221. So gut punch for those uh, who had the over and needed one more bucket, one more free throw, whatever it may have been down the stretch. But the Hawks get back into their series, and again they'll play game four of their series on Sunday. Uh, in the middle game last night, the Milwaukee Bucks looked like the defending champion Milwaukee Bucks and the Chicago Bulls looked like a team that had limped all the way to the end of the regular season. The Chicago Bulls team that was at the top of the Eastern Conference sometime around the trade deadline in the middle of February that finished with the sixth seed just out of the play-in tournament. Uh, that, that really surprised a lot of people the way they played in the first two games, or at least in game two. Of course, DeMar DeRozan goes off for 41 points in game two, and the Bulls go on to win that thing in Milwaukee. Well, the Bucks snatch home court advantage right back. They dominated last night and win by 30, 111 to 81. Another total that went under, by the way. But it was just a purely amazing defensive performance by the Milwaukee Bucks, who were without Chris Middleton for the game uh, as well. And it wasn't even, you know, a night where uh, Giannis had to be Giannis, right? I mean, Grayson Allen led the led the Bucks in scoring with 22. Giannis could have a very easy night. In that game, it didn't have to do much. And so, you know, they feel a little bit confident that they uh, they survived Chris Middleton being out for that game. Uh, Milwaukee shoots 36% from three. Chicago, just 26%. Chicago only shot 39% from the field. Uh, and really, I mean, they, they never even got into this thing. They scored 17 points in the first, qu- first quarter. Uh, were never even able to really get going. And then by the end of the third quarter, this thing was dead. So uh, that's the kind of Milwaukee victories we thought we would see in this series across the board and it, it finally showed up uh i backed the bucks last night if you follow me on twitter at mark zinner or you see me anywhere you know that uh, i was on the bucks last night because it was just one of those spots for me where i i couldn't i couldn't see a third consecutive game where all of a sudden the bucks that were the defending champs and the ones that dominated during the regular season didn't look like the bucks look the bulls no disrespect bulls fans they're not a very good team they're not a very deep team um DeRozan has carried them for a bigger part of this year. And yes, they got Vujovic and and a bunch of other really good players, but this isn't a team that matches up uh, with the depth of Miami or the talent of a a Milwaukee or, you know, the offensive prowess of a Philadelphia. They just don't uh, match up well with a lot of the other teams in the East. And that's why Milwaukee being the defending champs and how strong they were down the stretch were the heaviest favorite to win in run round one, that that's more than the favorites of of the one seeds over the eight seeds. So uh, you know it, it explains a lot, or at least it says a lot to me that uh, this game three played out the way I thought the series would go for the most part. Um, I'll probably back the, the the Bucks again in game four uh, and and expect them to extend their lead. Uh, and that line for a Sunday game is installed as Milwaukee as a four and a half point favorite. It was a short number of two and a half, two, depending on what you got it at. Uh, and this number starting to grow a little bit. And I think you'll see why, because Milwaukee's offense is really going to turn it up again another notch. Even without Chris Middleton in the lineup, I expect you'll see that Milwaukee really will be able to lock down on Chicago. And uh, they should be back up in the 115-120 range. And they probably would have got there last night 
uh, if they didn't have to take their foot off the gas pedal in the fourth quarter, right? Like they just didn't need to do anything and exert the energy. Uh, hence why they only scored 21 points uh, because Chicago only scored 22, but like it, they never got close. So they could have afforded and they took out some of their starters afforded to, um, you know, not have to push the pace a little bit, but I think Milwaukee will be back up in that 120 range again. Uh, if Chicago can make it somewhat respectable and get close to 100, I think that's the kind of final that you'll see in Game Four, and the Bucks will take a commanding 3-1 series lead. And then the final game last night, what a game it was for Chris Paul! Once again, five days after he scored 19 points in the fourth quarter to get the Phoenix Suns a win, he does it again. The Phoenix Suns without Devin Booker. Uh, and will be without for the next two to three weeks, at least according to Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN, uh, with that strain in his leg. Uh, and so Phoenix gets a 114-111 win last night. DeAndre Ayton led the uh, Suns with 28 points. He had 17 boards. What a game for him. But it really was Chris Paul down the stretch here who made the difference for the Phoenix Suns. And you have to begin to wonder for Phoenix, you know, and, and maybe it's just the opponent in the New Orleans Pelicans. The interesting part, this total actually did go over, but again, it was a really low total at 221 given uh, these two offenses. But because Devin Booker was out, it was hard to figure what Phoenix's offense was going to be able to do uh, as far as their their ability to score. But New Orleans pushes the pace. Uh, they're scoring now more since C.J. McCollum became part of this team. And they really have figured out a way to maximize their offense. Their defense still lacks a lot. Uh, but their offense is going to push the pace. And so the Phoenix Suns are going to have to figure out ways to kind of keep up uh, in this series offensively without Devin Booker. And that was Chris Paul taking over and doing some shooting and scoring 19 points in the game and just really being the difference uh, and keeping Phoenix, Phoenix, the Phoenix Suns season alive. Uh, you know, you have to begin to wonder if they lose this game, they go down two games to one with game four on the road in New Orleans again. You know, that that is gut check time for your number one seed. Uh, and really, that is a spot where you're uncomfortable without your best player uh, who's out right now. And so the, the Suns who couldn't get it done last year, you know, if they're going to fall the first round this year, uh, you know, you have to wonder if the team is constructed, can really get over the top. And sure, you could blame it on the Devin Booker injury. But still, uh, teams that lust after a championship you know, we'll do anything, and when they get desperate, they will make desperate moves. Nonetheless, not in the big picture. Focus on the small picture. Uh, the Phoenix Suns, again, get a win and uh, take can take take control of the series. They're a three-point favorite uh, on Sunday night, the last game uh, on the Sunday night card in New Orleans. And I haven't seen a total pop up yet, but it'll be interesting to see where they set that thing. It wouldn't shock me to get if it's back up in the high 220s again, closer to 230. Um some of the variance in the totals, and we'll get to this uh, when we break down the, the games coming up today, are a little bit interesting. Uh, what the odds makers have done, given what they've seen over the first couple of games, versus what teams normally see during the regular season. So those were your three victors last night, and an exciting night of the NBA playoffs, or at least in two of the three games, it was exciting. Not so much for Milwaukee and Chicago, uh, and we've got four games on the NBA slate today uh, with a, a couple of elimination games on tap. So uh, we'll get to that coming up. Uh, actually, one elimination game on tap. The other one is tomorrow uh, on Sunday. But I'll be here for Point Spread Sunday to break that one down for you as well. So coming up next, I will go through all the games on today's NBA card side total and where I am on all of them. That is coming up next here on Point Spread Saturday. A lot to do. Appreciate you guys starting your Saturday morning with me as you get set for the day in sports betting right here on VSIN. Again, coming up next, we'll get to the NBA. We've got some NFL talk coming up. Don't forget Major League Baseball, all that and more here on this edition of Point Spread Saturday. Zeno, follow me on Twitter at Mark Zeno. You're watching and listening to VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Point Spread Saturday on VSEN, the sports betting network. Welcome back into Point Spread Saturday here on VSEN, the sports betting network. I'm Mark Zinno. Give me a follow on Twitter at Mark Zinno, M A R K Z I N N O. Coming up here in about 15 minutes, we'll do our path to the draft segment, NFL draft. Coming up on Thursday, just five days away, we'll break down all of the uh, possibilities and odds coming up here in the NFL draft later on next hour. But we've continued this path to the draft segment, one AFC team, one NFC team each week that we look at uh, and the viability for this team to win their division, the conference, the Super Bowl and go over their win total prop or under their win total prop, I should say, uh, for the entire season. So our path to the draft coming up next. Uh, we'll also talk to uh, some folks in Toronto as the Toronto Raptors on the verge of elimination being swept by the Philadelphia 76ers. And with that, let's get back to the NBA action that's coming up today here uh, as the first game on the slate. Toronto and Philadelphia and Toronto right now at two and a half point favorite, a total set at 213 in this game. Um, maybe that line has moved. Let me just double check here real quick of what we're seeing. Uh, I have three and a half now as well. So the line has moved a little bit from last night, but nonetheless, you know, this is a, a series. I'm not sure which has impressed me more. If Philadelphia's offense, Philadelphia's defense uh, more than anything, I, I, I really, this was a series coming into it. Uh, and in Beeson's own Jonathan Von Tobel, you know, he, he was on a couple of shows with me and we talked about, Toronto and the viability of them to win this series, uh, thinking that Philadelphia and understandably so had a ton of pressure on them. You know, they traded for Harden and, you know, they had a, an MVP candidate in their team all year long. And really, uh, after getting bounced in last year early in the playoffs, this was a team that was at the top of the Eastern Conference that, you know, was sort of put together to at least make a deep playoff run. And so they had a ton of pressure on them in Toronto for all of their uh, you know, lack of sort of stardom, if you will, comparatively speaking to other NBA teams, you know, very sound defensively, incredibly well coached and great, you know, a, a great all around team that might have given Philadelphia some fits. It wasn't really the case at all in this series. Uh, Philadelphia's won and covered all three. Um, you know, Toronto covered all four of the games during the regular season, but it was Philadelphia doing all the uh, the heavy lifting here. In, uh, in the playoffs, uh, their defense has allowed just 103 points per game. Um, and now the real question is, Joel Embiid, is he going to – he says he's going to play in game four. Uh, he's got a thumb injury. It got an x-ray after game three, injured at some point in time in game three. Uh, don't know what the status is yet, but he said – at least reports are he's going to need an MRI to figure out what the issue is. He's going to try to play through it. I'm not 100% sure why. I guess the logic is uh, if, it, if it 
is it, you know, not as bad as, as at least it's being made to seem that he could play through it, go beat Toronto, clinch it and get as much rest as you can and hope the Hawks extend the series with Miami a little bit longer uh, and, and try to stretch this thing out and get him as many rest days as possible. I, I suppose that's the theory. Um, but if I only needed to win one game, can't you really just trust James Harden to do it? Uh, you know, just give him the ball for, for 38 minutes and say, here, James, just go play ISO ball for 38 minutes and score as much as you can. I mean, you know, it's it's not the best philosophy in the world, but it's not the worst philosophy in the world either, given what else Philadelphia has in their depth around them. Even if you lose game four, you're coming back home for game five, uh, and maybe Embiid is good enough to go. I don't know. I, I, there's a lot of conjecture in it. Um, Toronto has their injuries as well. Uh, and so uh, I, I think Toronto closes this thing out. If Embiid plays, I can back the the. I'm sorry, rather, Philadelphia closes this thing out. If Embiid plays, I can back the 76ers to close this thing out. There's no reason not to. They've been purely dominant. And and I am I understand the whole point. Nobody wants to get swept and everything else. But, you know, it's an early start. Uh, I'm not sure what there is to do in Toronto on the weekends. But, you know, I'm not sure, you know, what the fandom is like in Toronto for uh, the Raptors at this point, but it just feels like it's a fait accompli that Philadelphia is going to win this thing because no team has ever come back uh, from a, a, a 0-3 deficit. And so if they extend it one more game, guess what? The series is going to be over when they head back to Philadelphia anyway. I mean, I, you know, so I don't know if that will affect the crowd. Will home court advantage matter as much as what I was really driving at more than anything? Um, and I, I just think Philadelphia is too deep and too strong. Uh, at this point, at least they're playing that way. There's no reason to think that all of a sudden uh, it's going to fall apart. Toronto's best chance to steal a game was in game three, goes to overtime where dogs go to die, and Philadelphia ends up covering a two point spread, winning that game by three. The total is interesting in this game. Uh, it's down to 213 and a half. Uh, and, you know, these, these are, are totals that, uh, uh, you know, earlier in the, the year that were sitting in the 216 to 17 range. Uh, so they're coming down a little bit on this number. I think the real question is, is can Toronto do their part offensively to help get over? I feel pretty confident in knowing that Philadelphia is, it, it, again, if you're getting a healthy Joel Embiid, that's the big question mark, right? But that Toronto can turn around and, and I'm sorry, Philadelphia rather can turn around and get to 110. It's just a question of whether you're getting, you know, enough of an offensive effort from Toronto to be able to push that total over. So, uh, again, Philadelphia, I'll lay the points today. Second game, Dallas and Utah, also a number that's starting to move a little bit. The Jazz getting six points. Um, no Luka for the Dallas Mavericks so far through three games, and they have a 2-1 series lead. Uh, it, it's kind of strange how they keep getting points and getting large amounts of points. Uh, I mean, I understand it because Luka's not there, but – Generally, what's the reason not to take Dallas getting six points at this point? There were three game sample set that Dallas is going to get six points to me is almost mind boggling. Uh, and I can't explain this series, really. Um, let's look at the numbers here. Utah is leading in all of these offensive categories. You ready for this shooting percentage, free throw percentage, rebounds, points in the paint where they're absolutely dominating. Um, Dallas is leading in just two major categories, three point shooting and turnovers slash steals, right? Like Dallas is getting turnovers uh, because their defense is really good uh, and they're not having as many. So, but really when you look at, you know, just taking care of the basketball and three point shooting, that's enough for them to have a two, one series lead without their best player. It kind of makes me scratch my head. Now Dallas's defense is as good as advertised, but it's one of those deals where I, you got me on this one. I, I just, it's not like a, you know, max play for me, but if you're going to keep giving Dallas five and six points, I'm going to take it. Dallas literally would have covered all three of these games in the series. And, you know, they covered, they didn't cover the first game by a half point. It was five and a half and Utah won by six. Uh, and so this number sits at six again. I'd take Dallas in the points. I mean, there's, it's either Dallas or pass. There's no reason to lay it with Utah at this point. They, they haven't proven uh, that they can do a whole lot against this Dallas defense. Um, where they're going to be able to separate by that big of a number. Um, Utah's kind of a disappointment. I guess that's the only thing you can really look at. It's sorry, Utah fans, but you know the Jazz just haven't really lived up to the expectation or at least the measure of what we thought they may have been, um, given the talent on that roster. The total here is interesting as well. Uh, the first three totals were 208, 206 and a half, and 207. Now it's up to 212 and a half. Uh, and, and understandably, that number is going to be low because Dallas is statistically the best defense in this league as far as points allowed per game. Um, and 
it shot back up by a five, six point margin because Dallas has figured out a way to score without Luca. I mean, you know, it just is what it is. Like, I, so this is a large number. Um, and, and when you see an inflation of five points like that from gate three to game four, my reaction is just to go back to the under. Um, stick with the under. Five points is a big swing uh, in the number. You know, again, you look at uh, the the Philadelphia and Toronto series, you're talking about a number that came down, you know, from 215 and 216 to 213. You know, that's two or three points. This is five or six points, depending on what the game and the situation is. So um, just something to watch. Boston and Brooklyn, uh, the third game today, Celtics getting three points. I said at the beginning of this series, and I'll say it again, there's no reason not to take the points with either one of these teams. I took Brooklyn both times. When they were on the road, I'll take Boston here again, getting points on the road as well. Um, The Nets have the advantage pretty much in every offensive category. Um, I'm sorry, the Nets have the advantage in one offensive category. Boston has the advantage in every offensive category. The Nets only have one advantage, and that's in three-point shooting. Uh, they're shooting about 41% from deep, whereas Boston's just shooting 36.5%. You know, wh- why did Boston lose game two? It's very simple. KD and Kyrie went one for 17 in the second half of a playoff game. I mean, that's really what it boils down to. Um, so I'm going to take the points again. You know, it's weird how KD and Jason Tatum, and this may be why KD is really struggling, but... Um, you know, KD is averaging 25, 9, and 5. I'm sorry, that's Jason Tatum averaging 25, 9, and 5. KD is averaging 25, 4, and 4, except KD is shooting 30% from the field. Jason Tatum shooting 41% from the field. I think there's a, a certain amount of uh, energy that KD is expending defensively on Jason Tatum that is not going his way. Quick cap of the Memphis Grizzlies and uh, and Minnesota Timberwolves. How does Minnesota bounce back? After that comeback loss or comeback win, I should say, by Memphis uh, that they blew in the fourth quarter. Both of these teams are young and inexperienced, but all all the momentum right now, even though they're on the road, is with Memphis. This is a short enough number for me to back the Grizzlies, take a 3-1 lead. I'm not sure that the Minnesota Timberwolves are mature enough um, to be able to to come back from this thing. I think it'll be a competitive game back and forth, but with a short number, uh, I can back the Grizzlies laying three points. All right, coming up next, our path to the draft segment. Uh, as we take a look at one AFC team, one NFC team, and where they may go in the NFL draft and their win totals. That's coming up next here on VEASAN. I'm Mark Zitto. Thanks for watching and listening to Point Spread Saturday on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Point Spread Saturday on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. VSEN is all in for the draft next week in fabulous Las Vegas. We have a special draft preview show tomorrow at 6 p.m. Tim Murray and Sean King will break down the first round prospects and props. Expert guests include legendary broadcaster Brett Musburger, former NFL GM Michael Lombardi, former NFL lineman and TV host Mike Golick, and his son. VSEN's draft preview special is tomorrow at 6 p.m. exclusively on VEASAN. And don't forget to download our NFL Draft Betting Guide featuring best bets, mock drafts, and everything you need to score big this draft season. Download it today for just $10. Go to VEASAN.com slash draft for more information. Welcome back in to Point Spread Saturday here on VEASAN. I'm Mark Zinno. Give me a follow on Twitter at Mark Zinno, M-A-R-K-Z-I-N-N-O. Coming up here in a little more than 10 minutes, Pete Yiannopoulos of... uh, TSN 690 and NBA TV will join us as we look at the Toronto Raptors who are on the brink of elimination. Uh, They'll take on the Philadelphia 76ers today. Again, Joel Embiid supposed to play with a injured thumb. We'll see how that goes uh, and see if Toronto can stay alive in their series. Next hour, uh, we'll get back into uh, the NFL draft in earnest where we look at Uh, The odds and props for all the players in the first round. Some interesting uh, movers and shakers, if you will, as far as odds are concerned on some of the players here inside the top 10. So we'll get to all that coming up next hour. But it is time for our path to the draft segment here that we've been doing every week on or every time uh, I show up here on Point Spread Saturday and Point Spread Sunday, looking at two teams, one from the NFC, one from the AFC. Uh, And this week we will focus on from the AFC, the New England Patriots, from the NFC, the Philadelphia Eagles. And let's start 
with the New England Patriots last year. Went 10 and 7 overall, same record against the number, 9 and 8 to the over uh, last year. Now, Belichick obviously is the best coach in football. I don't think anybody debates that. Uh, their win total prop this year set at eight and a half uh, and actually juiced to the over at minus 125. The under is plus 105. Mac Jones heading into year number two. And this is the year that every single quarterback has to take a major step, right? Year one to year two is that huge year of growth that you need to see. Now, we didn't see a lot from Mac Jones last year, but you saw enough. Uh, and Belichick sort of pulled out the old 2001 Patriots playbook again, or at least the the philosophy of, hey, we'll run the ball, we'll play a ton of great defense, and our young quarterback won't have to be tested all that much. And it worked for them. Uh, it worked, worked very well for them, enough to get to the playoffs and get smoked by the Buffalo Bills in round one. Um, and, and that may be the ceiling for this team right now, because what you're really betting on here, uh, more than anything, is, is that Mac Jones can elevate and start to play better. Uh, and if you're not a Patriots fanboy, uh, if objectively, if you look at Mac Jones, can he get better? Sure, absolutely. But how much better will he be than what we saw last year? I, I, it's it's hard to really figure out. I mean, is Belichick really known for developing quarterbacks? No. Josh McDaniels is gone. Uh, the one thing that, that was great about him, or at least Belichick's offense, was that McDaniels was a guy that put his quarterbacks in positions to succeed on a regular basis. Uh, he was even able to do it with Cam Newton to a certain extent. So... With that being out of the way, now the real question is you have a quarterback who's going into his most important develop, developmental year against uh, a, or with a new offensive coordinator and a new system uh, in what has become a very tough division with the Buffalo Bills and now the Miami Dolphins. So the Patriots at plus 400 to win the division. I can't back Mac Jones to win this division, especially not with Josh Allen in it. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense to. To put the money there. Do you want to talk about the 20 to one to win the conference or the 35 to one to win the Super Bowl? Uh, you'll never get me to say a bad word about Bill Belichick ever. Um, that doesn't mean I'm going to put my money on him every single time. And this is a spot where I'm not going to back the New England Patriots here. Uh, they have 10 and a half million in cap space, 21st overall selection in the 2022 draft. And who knows what the Patriots are going to do? Uh, they are want to trade up at times. They trade back. They, they move. I mean, Belichick is a master uh, as far as that is concerned of building his team and, and, and the way he goes about the draft. So uh, just in general, at that eight and a half number um, for their win total, rather, can they go over it? Yeah. I, um, you know, it just depends again on Mac Jones. They won 10 games last year. Is there a reason to believe they won't win it again? And really, I, I think what it boils down to is can they win four division games? Can they split with Buffalo uh, and probably split with Miami and sweep the Jets? That gets you to your four division games. That's halfway to the win total you need. Well, almost halfway to the win total you need for the rest of the season. I mean, that's always the first thing that I look at uh, when when you're looking at a win total prop is their division game. Those six games, how many of those can they win? Can you can you ask them to win? Winning a game against Buffalo is tough. I would argue that last year the one game that they won uh, was more about Belichick just doing Belichick things and necessarily – the Patriots being a better team. You take that wind and that those elements out of there, does that game go down the same way? Probably not. I remember that was the game that Mac Jones only had to throw three passes in. I don't think he completed a single one of them. So uh, when you see a game like that, uh, take it for what it is. It was fun and it was exciting to watch and everybody made a big deal about it after the fact. But nonetheless, it was a 14-10 to 10 win, I think it was, or 13-10 10. I can't remember the exact score, but it was really low scoring and it went under. And uh, Mac Jones didn't have to do anything. So I don't know if they can win four division games. Buffalo will probably sweep them. They'll split with Miami, and they should sweep the Jets. And to me, that's three and three. So uh, the win total prop might be tough uh, from that standpoint. And again, it's juiced to the over because of Bill Belichick, but you're getting plus money on the under. Might not be bad to see this team uh, finish eight and nine for plus money. All right, over to the NFC uh, as we look at the Philadelphia Eagles. Also, their win total at eight and a half, but they are juiced evenly at minus 110, both to the over and the under. Last year, they went nine and eight. They make the playoffs. Uh, they were 10 and seven to the owner, to the over. Nick Sirianni is entering his second year as head coach. Jalen Hurts uh, in his third year now with the team. And they are plus 300 to win the division, 20 to one to win the conference, 40 to one to win the Super Bowl, uh, 27 million in cap space, and they hold two selections in this year's draft, 15 and 18. 
Now, in the big picture, they also hold two selections in next year's first round. So uh, this front office is doing a lot of, of fancy work here to restock this team. It, it's For me, it's not even a question of how much do you trust Jalen Hurts. Um, it's how much do you trust Nick Sirianni? What do you really know about Nick Sirianni from a coaching standpoint? He's a little perplexing. Uh, there's not a huge sample size. What I saw last year, I didn't necessarily like. Now, the Eagles pulled a page out of the, I wanted, what was it, 2019 Baltimore Ravens playbook, where it was just run the football as much as possible, run with Jalen Hurts as much as possible, force teams not to know what to do to be able to slow that down offensively um, and play good enough defense to keep your team in games and hope your quarterback makes a couple plays to make a difference and win a game. That's kind of what I saw from them last year. Remember, the Eagles ended up, I think it was either one or two in the NFL uh, in rushing, and a lot of that came because Jalen Hurts is taking off and running all over the place. Uh, now, fantasy football nerds love that sort of thing, but when it comes to a win total prop, I don't know how much I love it. One, because uh, my biggest concern is that the starting quarterback who's running all over the place can get hurt, and that rose my win prop, you know, if I went to the over, out the window. So uh, I don't really know that I love it from that standpoint. And again, there's not necessarily a lot of uh, separation in those games unless they're playing bad bad teams that are poorly coached where they can't scheme properly for a quarterback like Jalen Hurts. Um, they started to add some weapons on the outside last year with uh, Devonta Smith for Jalen Hurts. Let's see what the Eagles do this year. Uh, there is a sense that the Eagles maybe could surprise people uh, and win nine games uh, again. Uh, this is a real coin flip bet for me. I mean, the NFC East is, is easy to handicap on one hand, hard to handicap on the other, just because you haven't had a repeat winner in the NFC East in the last 15 years. Uh, the Cowboys won it last year, so who is it going to be this year? Is it, is it possible it could be the Eagles? Yeah. Should it be the Cowboys again? Yes, it should. Um, if Mike McCarthy wants to save his job, it should. <laughs> that said, it's it's tough to go against where uh, the Eagles have come from and not look at it as something that's trending in a direction for them to go upward. Uh, I think that is the case for them, but I just don't trust Nick Sirianni. I need to see more consistency from him to understand how he coaches, what he does in certain spots at certain moments. You know, it, this becomes more of a thing every single year about coaching and in-game management and watching these coaches bungle this stuff and screw it up and just not know what to do um, in, in situations where it seems like an eight-year-old who plays Madden knows what to do, and yet an NFL head coach doesn't. Uh, there's a lot of erraticness with Sirianni that I just, and a lot of variance that I can't eliminate. So it's tough for me to back them either way uh, and just trying to understand where they are. I think talent's there, but still, this is a very tough uh, team to handicap. Uh, I think they do have a higher ceiling than a lower floor, but not enough for me to put my money on it and put the over on it. So uh, we'll see how that shakes out. We'll be back tomorrow as well with more on our path to the draft segment. Also next hour, we'll dive deeper into the NFL draft and actual picks and selections for individual players. All right, coming up next, Pete Yiannopoulos, TSA, TSN rather, not TSA, TSN 690 and uh, NBA TV analyst will join us as we break down the Raptors and 76ers. That's coming up next right here on Point Spread Saturday. I'm Mark Veeson. You're watching and listening to Veeson, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. 
Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Point Spread Saturday on VSEN, the sports betting network. Welcome back in to Point Spread Saturday here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Mark Zinno. I'm also Mark VEASAN, just in case you were wondering. Just my my, my pen name. Uh, I, I am VEASAN. I kid. Welcome back in here on this Saturday. Appreciate you guys starting your Saturday morning with us here. With you till 10 a.m. on the East Coast, 7 a.m. out on the West Coast. A lot more NBA to get into. Uh, and let's turn our attention to the hardwood today and welcome in from a TSN 690 NBA TV analyst. Pete Yiannopoulos joins us here on Point Spread Saturday. Pete, good morning and welcome. Good morning, Mark. How are you doing today? Uh, better than the Raptors are, I suppose, uh, in an 0-3 hole facing elimination. I got to tell you, Pete, this is one of the more shocking series to me. Uh, I was somebody who backed the Raptors to actually win this series, thinking they were going to be a lot more competitive, thinking that uh, they had a chance to steal a couple of games. How surprised are you that the Raptors are in an 0-3 hole? No, no question. I'm surprised as well. And when you look at the Raptors this year, the expectations weren't as high. Right, This was the year that Kyle Lowry left. Um, it was sort of like a minor rebuild, but they had the opportunity to draft Scotty Barnes, and then he had one heck of a rookie season. Uh, I think the Raptors are probably one year ahead of schedule where they want to be, but they end up in the five seed because they played so well probably the last two months of the regular season. Now, having said that, they matched up well against Philly. Philly didn't really play well down the stretch. What was James Harden going to give you? But when you look at it from a Raptors perspective, you know, losing Scotty Barnes in that first game where he had 15.10 rebounds and eight assists, even though the Raptors didn't really play too well in that game one, Philly shot 50% from the three-point line. Uh, that really deflated uh, this team. And then in game two, the, the, the Sixers take that 2-0 lead. Coming back to Toronto, you know, in front of the fans, they haven't played a home game at Scotiabank Arena in two years, ten months, and ten days. <laughs> That's how much fans wanted to, to have a home game. Obviously, they played at the bubble. And then the year after, they were in Tampa Bay, essentially playing 82 games in the, on the road. Now, they had the 18-point lead. They had the lead going into the fourth quarter. But then their two best players really didn't deliver. You know, if Pascal Siakam and Fred Van Vliet are going to give you 12 points, uh, respectively, in a home playoff game, it's going to be difficult. And you know what Joel Embiid did uh, in the third quarter and uh, how he won that game. So I think it's so close, right? You win that game. It's 2-1. Now you're back this afternoon, and you got the home crowd behind you. Uh, it's going to be tough for them to come back. The cliche is there, one game at a time. We're not quite sure if Scotty Barnes is going to play today. He went through practice yesterday. Uh, it's going to be a game-time decision. But without Scotty Barnes, obviously Thaddeus Young has been hurt. And Gary Trent, the first two games, he was really sick. So two starters, not at 100%, not playing. That's why you got a 3-0 lead for the Philadelphia 76ers. Yeah, the injuries to Toronto were probably a lot bigger than most people uh, would, would have given a lot of credit to. And, and I'm curious, you know, look, Toronto's not an offensive juggernaut um, by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, that said, their defense has been stout, especially in the second half of the year. Uh, you talked about the matchup with Philadelphia. I, I thought they were going to be able to lock Philadelphia down to a certain extent. I mean, you know, there's a, a couple different ways to attack them, but it's not exactly like James Harden has gone off in this series. You know, he hasn't had a 35-point 
35 point game or anything like that. So what has been the, the reason in your opinion, why Philadelphia has been able to kind of just uh, take advantage of a, a very competent Toronto defense? Well, what Toronto does well, they have an unconventional starting lineup, right? They don't have a true center. You got Pascal Siakam, OG Ananobi, and Scotty Barnes, essentially three wing players, uh, and that disrupts offensive teams' rhythm, and they get out and they turn over the ball. And the first two games, you know, credit to James Harden and the Sixers, they didn't turn over the ball, and the Raptors struggle in the half-court offense, and you saw that in the fourth quarter. They couldn't get any really quality shots, and that leads to them being cold on the perimeter, cold, uh, you know, shooting the basketball and not getting those easy points. In game three, the Sixers turned, o- turned the ball over a lot more, and that's why you saw a lot of more easy dunks, transition opportunities. But I'll tell you this. In game one, the Sixers shot 50% from three. In game two, they shot 48% from three. In game three, it got cold off a little bit, but they still shot 43% from three. So the game plan was we're going to kind of double Joel Embiid, maybe like, you know, force him to pass the ball, and then we'll see what these guys can do on the perimeter. Maxie's been lights out. Tobias Harris has been lights off on the three-point line. Niang, you know, three for four on the road in Toronto the other game. I think that's been the series. Embiid has been fantastic. And I'll tell you this, from my perspective, when I'm analyzing the game, James Harden might not be putting up 30 or 35 points, but he's playing a true traditional point guard role. He's embracing and accepting that he's the number two guy or maybe number three behind Embiid. So, hey, if you want Harden to put up major points, you think that's going to be the way Sixers are going to win a title? Maybe you're right. But I'll tell you one thing, the ball's got to get to the big man, and that's what Doc Rivers is doing. I don't know how the, the, the Raptors are going to do right now. I would preferably play Embiid one-on-one, let him get his 40-45, and take away the three-point line. Easier said than done when you're sitting on this side instead of sitting on the coach's seat. Yeah, well, 100%. To to that point, Embiid has this thumb injury uh, that he looks like he's going to play through in Game 4, at least by all accounts. I said he's going to need an MRI to really find out the extent of the damage. Are you surprised that they would push Embiid to do this, uh, given they have this this insurmountable 3-0 lead because nobody's ever overcome uh, an 0-3 hole in the NBA playoffs and and not try to get him a little rest? Are you surprised that he's going to try to give it a go? A little bit, a little bit, Mark. Uh, I saw it during the game three. You know, he was in considerable amount of pain. He kept holding his thumb. And, and sometimes it's like just, you know, quick little 30 seconds, a little stinger, and then you feel good. He kept holding that thumb throughout the whole game. And I think the adrenaline uh, for, for Joel, and don't forget, the last time Joel Embiid played a playoff game in Toronto in 2019, we all know what happened when Kawhi hit that jump shot and we saw the tears in Embiid's face. He was so devastated losing that. So he wanted to give it back. And I think that's why he played. Maybe what's more prudent is sitting out in B today and, 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 you know, trying to get the sweep with, with the core that you have. And, and then, you know what? Then you get about seven, eight days where you're resting, waiting for your next opponent. Uh, on the flip side, if you lose that game, then you get a couple of more games, and then B calls it out at home. But I think what Doc is trying to do uh, and the Sixers, when you look at Daryl Morey and Elton Brand, they probably asked Joel, you know, what's your pain tolerance? Can you go? Do you want to sit? And Joel's like, look, I'm good. I'm going to play. Sometimes, you know, when a franchise player, you want his input most definitely. But sometimes you got to be the one and say, hey, you know, we're thinking long term here. They want to win a championship this year. But we'll see how Joel comes back. I'll tell you what, it didn't affect his shooting <laughs> the other night when he was shooting jumpers and three-point and step-back threes. So, hey, uh, let's see how the game starts. But if, I'll tell you what, if I'm the Raptors' defense, I'm kind of swiping at that right hand every time I get. Uh, it's just forced at this point. The Raptors got to do everything in their power to try and get a W today in Toronto. Uh, yeah, speaking of which, I was just going to ask you, do, do you think the series ends today or can Toronto uh, to try to at least force a gentleman's sweep? Listen, um, I've watched all 82 games of the Raptors. I covered them. I, I still think I had them in seven. I, I still thought that this team, the way – They've been able to disrupt teams defensively and the way they could, you know, push the ball. And Gary Trent has been phenomenal and Van Vliet on the perimeter. I still think they could get this win today. And then, like, I like what Nick Nurse said. I mean, he, he's very transparent with the media. He said, we're in a tough hole, no question about it. Um, nobody's got, gone back from 3 Why can't it be us? If we win one, then it's 3-1. to one. And teams have come back down. 
uh, 3-1. So one game at a time. I still think that Toronto at home, the crowd is going to energize them early. Again, it's going gonna, it's gonna to come down to execution the fourth quarter. Uh, and I anticipate Siakam, who's had an all-NBA type season, and Van Vliet was an all-star. I anticipate them having their best game of the series. We're probably going back to the Philly for Monday night. Uh, Pete Yiannopoulos of uh, TSN 690 as well, uh, uh, NBA TV analyst. Appreciate the time. Uh, enjoy game four and, and the uh, lovely weather north of the border, brother. Thanks for the time this morning. <laughs> Appreciate you, Mark. Have a great day. Thank you very much for having me on today. All right. Uh, Toronto and Philadelphia. Again, Toronto, uh, a two-and-a-half, uh, three-point favorite, depending on where you're shopping around. Uh, in that game, I mean, look, he speaks with a lot of confidence about the Raptors and and their ability to be able to do this. To kind of, um, for somebody who covers the team, makes me want to believe him. I, I just think Philadelphia is too much at this point. Uh, if Embiid, as he said, is is playing in this game, uh, that means he's healthy enough to play in this game, and, and they want to clinch it and then give him, you know, six seven days rest, whatever it may be, before they have to play their next game. I certainly understand the logic. I'm not 100% sure I agree with it. I might roll out there one game with uh, with Harden and let him try to do it on his own. But still, um, I haven't figured out an answer for Embiid yet. And uh, unless Embiid slows himself down with the injury, there's no reason to believe that uh, Toronto will be able to slow him down after three games of domination. All right, coming up next, we'll turn our attention to the Major League Baseball slate. Uh, a couple of plays that I like. Uh, into Major League Baseball. That's next right here on Beast and the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.